Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Early morning show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84lumber.com. Fan morning show kickoff brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Reserve your consultation today at awaken180.com. Yesterday, Mike Tomlin, he spoke. We'll get to him in a minute. I am Adam Crowley. Hit me up. 412-928-9370 on the phones. I'll get you right on the air, or you can tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Okay, Mike Tomlin, yesterday, Matt Canada. Matt Canada did, and I thought he got better just like our our team got better. I'm not going to speculate about him or anyone as I stand here today. We fight, and that fight has come to an end. I'm just beginning the process of transitioning in terms of wrapping a bow around it and look and seeing what 2023 looks like, and I'm just not there. We got some work to do, and largely I thought he got better in the ways that we got better, and so it was encouraging. Is that what you're really looking for from your offensive coordinator to get better? Marcus Mosher, who is an NFL guy, that's right, that's how specific I'll get, he tweeted out Brock Purdy had nearly twice the amount of passing touchdowns, 13, than Kenny Pickett, 7. Purdy started five games. How is he not getting more national attention than he is? Brock Purdy's been good. No question about that, but his play callers like a private jet and Kenny Pickett's is Southwest Airlines. Why are we, Mike Tomlin, discussing this offensive coordinator and looking at it through a lens of improvement? How can that possibly be the case? Last year after the first Chiefs game, and I'm paraphrasing here, Mike Tomlin said something along the lines of, Matt Canada is getting better. And he's learning on the job. A, why would you ever hire a guy who's learning on the job? And B, how long is he supposed to be learning on the job? Isn't it, at the end of the day, whether or not you score points? The Steelers, after the bye, averaged, I think, 20 and a half, 21 points per game, if you want to round up. Ooh, that's the improvement he's talking about? One of those games, you get a meaningless touchdown against Cincinnati. You were really down two scores. You didn't move the ball at all in the second half, and there was a blown coverage, so you put up 30. I mean, give me a break. I'm not grading Matt Canada on whether or not he's getting better. I'm grading Matt Canada on whether or not he's good, and he's not. That's what matters. Are you scoring points? Are you closer to being an elite offense? I mean, I suppose you're closer because you weren't close at all at the beginning of the year, and you're still not close at all, but you averaged 15 points per game the second, the first half and 20 points per game or whatever it was the second half. Yeah, you are getting better, but I've always thought there was a ceiling on what Matt Canada can do as offensive coordinator. And time is of the essence. That's 
the big thing now. Matt Canada does not deserve to be the Steelers' offensive coordinator. That was almost damning with faint praise from Mike Tomlin. Well, he got better, and he wouldn't commit to Matt Canada keeping his job either. When asked about the timeline there and whether or not Matt Canada would continue to be the guy, Mike Tomlin said he wouldn't speculate about Canada or any of his coaches. Not exactly a ringing endorsement. And again, if the only compliment you can pay Matt Canada is, yeah, he's getting better, well, that's not good enough for me at offensive coordinator. I want an established guy. Again, time of the essence. We'll be doing similar things as a staff. I'll always put the players in front of the staffing in terms of meetings and evaluations. But there are a lot of ongoing necessary business things this time of year i'm really just starting to sink my teeth into it we're singularly focused we don't prepare for failure and we'll proceed methodically through this we'll probably move a little slower than most of our peers but we don't worry about the joneses we got a business model one that we believe in and we'll be thorough in doing so and, and assessing what transpired in an effort to tee up our next opportunity and at the appropriate time we'll start working that area i was just trying to throw out my gum while mike Tomlin was talking there and it got stuck to my hand And now my hand is all sticky. Anyway, you got to worry about the timeline. We're not concerned. We keep it up with the Joneses. We might move more methodically than some. Okay, that's dumb. If you have any designs on getting rid of Matt Canada, then now would be the time. Frank Reich is already interviewing with the Carolina Panthers for their head coaching job. We'll see if he winds up getting a head coaching job or if he winds up being a coordinator. Jim Caldwell. Also being interviewed, former offensive coordinator, former head coach in the NFL. He's being courted by the Carolina Panthers. If you want to move on, you got to get on the carousel pretty quickly here. Or the seats are going to fill up, man. Like You can't just say, we're the Pittsburgh Steelers and we might move more methodically. Why? You can't make your mind up. You have to know before the season ends whether or not you want Matt Canada to be back. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. You're on the early morning show. Hello. Hey Adam, it's Jimmy from Plum again. How you doing? Hi Jimmy. I'm still trying to throw out my gum. All right, there we go. I got you. You know, uh, Tom is not going to hire an uh, a quote uh, offensive genius because that threatens his job. In other words, if he starts messing up, they have a good guy that could take over for him. So he's going to hire within the organization. Now, who's that? I need you to tell me who's good enough within the organization to take over. The only guy I can no. come up with is Charlie Batch. What do you think? Well, Charlie Batch isn't even inside the organization, and thank you for the huh? call. It would have to be Mike Sullivan, but it's not. And that's the big fear. It's, okay, Matt Canada's gone. You just go to the closest warm body, which would be Mike Sullivan. <sighs> Lather, rinse, repeat, right? I don't think Mike Tomlin's threatened, though. I don't think it's that Mike Tomlin believes that if he brought in some sort of offensive whiz kid or genius that he would take his job, I think it's actually more likely that Mike Tomlin just doesn't want to deal with any kind of pushback. He ain't going to lose his job. He's got a lifetime contract, basically, I think, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So he's not worried about some guy coming in and them underperforming and, like, Frank Reich taking his job. He wouldn't have brought in Brian Flores. He's not worried about that. I think he's worried about not having yes-men. I think that's far more likely than what the last caller brought up. Hey, you're on the early morning show. Yeah, Eddie Kennedy. Hey, what division, NFC division, did the Steelers play next year? I forget what the schedule is already. I looked at it yesterday. I already forget. 
We found out the schedule means so much. You know, all the tough teams were in the first half of the schedule this year. Yeah, what does that have to do with anything right now? Well, means a lot coming into the second half. So here's the thing. The Steelers finished 9-8. and eight. They beat a lot of not great teams. They lost to the good teams that they played on their schedule. In hell, they even lost to some not-so-great teams like the Jets and the Dolphins. And I don't think the Dolphins are very good. And they lost to the Patriots. And they lost once to the Browns. And they lost once to the Ravens with a backup quarterback and then the third-string quarterback. If the Steelers' schedule was not split up the way that it was, if it wasn't tough games early, easier games late, and you just sort of intersperse the two, I still think that they would have wound up having a similar record. I still think they were good enough to beat bad teams. I think that they were good enough to lose to good teams, or bad enough, I should say, to lose to good teams. 412-928-9370. Hit me up on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Fritz says, and this is a great point, Great point alert. If Tomlin wasn't going to grade Kenny Pickett on a curve, why is he grading Canada on a curve? Fritz, I wish I had something to give you. That is a wonderful point. And it's bogus. Last year, after the first Kansas City loss, he was talking about how Matt Canada wasn't a fully formed offensive coordinator yet. Now here we are, and what we hear is he's getting better. Why is nobody being evaluated? Here's where it is. Why is nobody being evaluated on the entirety of this mother bleeping season? And Mike Tomlin's getting all this coach of the year buzz from guys who I respect, like Lombardi, not the Lombardi, but Michael Lombardi, and Jason Lawcon for Mike Tomlin, coach of the year, at least give him votes. Why? Because he was seven and two in the six in, in the second half. He was two and six in the first half. Why? So Matt Canada is getting better. Does the first half of the freaking season not matter? It's a freaking joke. Hi, you're on the early morning show. Thank you. Uh, look, it, it's not mystical what needs to be done. The Steelers were third from the bottom in the AFC in scoring. Only two teams that were worse were, were Houston and Arizona, and they're, and they're going to be looking for coaches. So I'm, I'm not going to debate beat around the bush any longer. He has to go. And there are, st- you know, the weird kids in L.A. talking about retiring. He's going to have five people in his staff. Denver's looking for folks. Clint Kubiak sitting there, who used to be the architect up in Minnesota oh. when Jefferson was there. So, Give me I mean, any Kubiak. Right. Give me. I, I want a. I want, I a, want a Kubiak. Damn it. I want a Walsh. Shanahan, Kubiak disciple. This is this is this is Anthony, right? Yes, I mean, brother, just wait, just just wait one second. I'm cleaning out my cat's kitty litter last night. I'm listening to the Pony and Muller podcast, and you called them. Did you call Cook and Joe yesterday as well? No, I just I just got my boys. Because this was my buddy. I was going to say, you call in the early morning show, you call the morning show, you call, because I know you called yesterday, we didn't get to you, unfortunately, you called PM team, let's go, brother. Because it has to get out there. Because it's, I'm tired of being talked to like I'm a six-year-old boy. I, I go back to Dick Shiner and in that crowd. I, know. I, I know what it's like, man. I, 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 and, and look, we, we know what we see. 
It's almost like pornography. You know it when you see it. You're he a stinks. smart guy, Anthony, and thank you for the call. You're right. Matt Canada, right. Matt Canada stinks. The statistics stink. Kenny Pickett got better, but wouldn't you like him to get better faster? Yes, he has gots to go. I like the offensive line coach. I would keep Pat Meyer around, but Matt Canada... There's only so much that he's going to be able to get out of Kenny Pickett. I don't want an offensive coordinator who's learning while my rookie quarterback's trying to learn. I want an offensive coordinator who knows so that my quarterback can learn from a guy who understands. That's what I want. Give me a Kubiak. That's the that's the new rallying cry. I want a damn Kubiak. Give me a Kubiak or a Shanahan. Let's go. 412-928-9370. Hit me up on Twitter. At underscore Adam Crowley. Coming up next, let me look at my sheet of paper here. Mike Tomlin talked about his franchise quarterback. Sort of. He actually talked about QB1. You'll understand what I'm saying when we get back. It's the early morning show, 93.7 The Fan. Give me a Kubiak! Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I can't even get into what just happened. How long has this music been played? Ah, like 22 seconds. Just negotiating with my good friend Doran Dickerson. Poor Colin had to be witness to some pretty bad stuff for me there, frankly. Anyway, 412-928-9370 is the number to call. You can hit me up on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Mike Tomlin talked about Kenny Pickett yesterday. Is he the franchise quarterback? You know, I don't know what you guys mean by franchise quarterback. Is he our QB1? Yes. But there's a lot of silly responsibility that comes with that term. You know, everybody thinks they got one, but not everybody has one and all of that. He's our starting quarterback. I'm not going to saddle him with with that cliche that's overused in in our game and our business too much these days. That's a really weird thing that Mike Tomlin would not call Kenny Pickett the franchise quarterback. Why? Because he needs to earn it more? I mean... If that's the case, I can understand it from Mike Tomlin's standpoint. Kenny Pickett is their guy, but you don't want to say he's the franchise because he hasn't won a playoff game. He hasn't gone to the playoffs. He's only thrown seven touchdowns, for goodness sake. Maybe that's what Mike Tomlin's doing. You want to be the franchise guy? You've got to be better, just like I've got to be better, just like the offensive coordinator's got to be better. I can understand that to a point, but... When Kenny Pickett was put in the game against the New York Jets, there it is. He's the franchise guy really from that point forward. You made the decision to put him in to play at an NFL level against an NFL team in a game that you needed to win, that you needed a spark in, you said, after the game. And then you said you ain't great and Kenny Pickett on a curve. He really became the franchise quarterback from that moment moving forward, as Mike Sullivan would say. And he goes on the road and starts in Buffalo the next week. Even though Mitch Trubisky played well against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and won that game in the second half after Kenny Pickett got hurt, 
after the game, Mike Tomlin said, yeah, we're going with Kenny Pickett whenever Kenny Pickett is healthy. So he is the franchise guy. It's honestly, here. here's what my take should have been right out of the shoot. But it's early and I'm working through things. It doesn't matter what Mike Tomlin calls Kenny Pickett. He's the mother bleeping franchise quarterback. Bang. There we go. He's QB1. He's our guy. But I don't want to saddle him with franchise quarterback. It doesn't matter what Mike Tomlin says. He's a franchise quarterback. And listen, Kenny Pickett has a lot of pressure on him anyway. If it's a pressure thing, Mike Tomlin doesn't want to put more pressure on him. Don't draft a guy 28th overall in the town that he played college football and start him against Buffalo if you're afraid about pressure. Hey, you're on the early morning show. Damn it. Hi, you're on the early morning show. I'm all over the place today. Too much coffee. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, this is Tim from the Tank Brigade to get you started. Tim, I'm talking really fast, and I'm not even sure what I'm saying, buddy. You help me. Help me. Slow me down. All right. Well, the Tank Brigade can guarantee that there will be an offensive coordinator coaching change. So you just chill out. Problem solved. What is I that what you, is that what you read from Mike Tomlin's comments? Like he's improved, but I'm not going to speculate. Like he could have easily rubber stamped it. He could have easily said, "Matt Canada's our guy, and we're going to move forward with the same staff." Right? He could, but that's not fun for your job. No, this is you great. Come on the radio, and she just come on the radio and say that the offensive coordinator is gone. End of story. Come on, we got to keep it exciting for you. Look yes. how passionate you are today. Am I? I don't even know. I don't remember what I've said in the first 20 minutes of the show. I feel very odd today. Go ahead, though, Tim. Sorry. I wanted to ask if you watched the national championship game yesterday because Pittsburgh Steelers now have two first-round picks, thanks to good old Chase Claypool. That's and right. one of those Georgia offensive linemen should be it. Because I don't, know if, I don't know if you watched it, but it wouldn't have mattered if you were the starting quarterback for Georgia. They were running TCU over. It was gross. Let me ask if you this, Tim. you have a Tim. great offensive line, you win. Tim, what time do you wake up in the morning? I work overnight, so I've been up since you, 8 p.m. You, yesterday. Let, let's, let's peel, okay, let's peel this all back. Depending on, I mean, you haven't given your last name or your social security number or anything, so people aren't exactly going to know who you are, Tim, I don't think. What do you do? Uh, I do retail freight. Okay. It's nothing exciting. Believe me, I'm trying to get out of it. I'm trying to do something like you. Well, I'm not coming for your job. Don't worry, friend. Well, yeah, I mean, when you come on here, you're better than I am, and you settle me down sometimes. Here's the, here's the thing. for he, and I think you can be happy about this, Tim, because you're a you're tank brigade, but they've still won nine games, so they pick, what, 17th overall, and then now they've got the 32nd pick. At least they've got that Claypool pick, which I was dead wrong about that. I was dead wrong. I said, don't take weapons away from Kenny Pickett, and here they wind up having basically an extra first-round pick. So best of both worlds, Tim, question mark? The objective is the tank. Trust in the tank brigade. If I was your wife, you'd have a happier life. That's all I'm saying, man. I don't know that that's true, but thank you for the call. I've probably kept you too long, Tim. Thanks for always listening and for the great conversation. 412-928-9370. I can't get to draft just yet. Maybe later in the week. Maybe by the time I'm doing that 6 to 1035 show on Friday, I can get more into the draft and where I think the Steelers need to go. But this whole baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, I'm not going to saddle Kenny Pickett with the franchise quarterback title. Come on. You drafted him in the first round. You played him in a game without giving him practice reps as the first quarterback the week leading up to the game. You started him for his first game ever, uh, first start ever in Buffalo, for God's sakes. And then he had to play Philadelphia not long after that in a very difficult stretch. Like, there's pressure on him anyway. Like putting it, putting the franchise quarterback moniker, that's the word I was looking for, on him doesn't add any pressure. I'm not saying that Tomlin had to do it. It doesn't matter at all, really, in the grand scheme of things. Mike Tomlin throws a lot of gibberish out there at the wall, right? But Kenny Pickett was drafted after leading the University of Pittsburgh to its best season in 40 years. People in this town love him. There was pressure on him regardless from day one. So if you call him a franchise quarterback, it's not like you're exactly putting any extra pressure on him. Okay, I'm all over the place. I'm spinning wildly out of control. When we come back, the Cleveland Browns have come knocking, and the Steelers say, okay, we'll get to that coming up next. It's the early morning show, 93.7 The Fan. I have zero willpower. That's what we've been talking about during the break. I'm spiraling out of control. It's supposed to be dry January. Here's a confession. Well, first, fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet, Route 19 in the South Hills. Start the new year off with a great deal on a new or pre-owned vehicle and online at sunchevy.com. Partly cloudy today, highs in the mid-40s. Trying to do this dry January thing, right? And I went to Morgantown this weekend to watch West Virginia get their doors blown off by Kansas which I should have seen that coming. I mean, come on. And you meet up with buds before the game, and I said I wasn't going to drink, and I had to drive back from Morgantown to Pittsburgh. I was my buddy's designated driver, so it's not like I was going to get Taiwan on either way, but I had a beer before the game. Why did I do that? Then a nice person by the name of Paul Zeiss bought me a alcoholic beverage during the pregame show, I mean, I'd be a bad guy if I turned that down, right? Paul spent the money. He wanted to buy me a beverage. It's our last black and gold game day of the year, so I drank that. So I've had two beers now in dry January. So I don't know what this means. Do I then do I then not drink for an extra day in February? I- I'm just bad. I had been, prior to getting this job, working out. You probably don't care about this, but what do I care? I had been working out every day. I was in decent shape. Then you got this job, trying to find a routine. I'm in solo daddy duty every day after I leave here. My wife works until like 7 p.m. So time is short. I try to prepare for the show the night before, try to come up with some topic ideas. Sometimes they're good. Most of the time they're bad. Regardless, I run out of time. So now this month has started. I'm working out every day. I'm doing the whole cold shower routine. I've stuck to that. But trying to do that, in dry January, trying to get some of the other negative things out of my life. I'm taking on too much at one time. I got to stick with one thing, master that, then move on. The working out, I've been consistent. Last night, got a really good sweat going. But then I just want a beer when the weekend rolls around. I know I'm going to want one on Saturday night. I got to figure out a way to have more willpower. Smack myself a little bit. Lock the fridges. I don't know. There's got to be a solution. If you've got a solution on how I can be 
a better human being, a more mature human being. Hit me up, 412-928-9370, or hit me up on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Sometimes I will use this microphone as a therapist, and I'll just spew. God, this show's been weird today. 412-928-9370. Mike Tomlin on Devin Bush. Not health-related, really game-specific related. The nature of play of those two teams that we played down the stretch specifically, it warranted us to do some things in terms of divisional labor that minimize some of his opportunities to contribute. We make those decisions week in and week out in a lot of areas. It's just football is trying to engineer victory. Yeah, Devin Bush is never going to play again for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He played five snaps against Baltimore. He played, what, seven snaps against the Cleveland Browns. That's it. 15 snaps over two games. My man ain't ever going to suit up again for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Brian Flores was tasked with trying to get the most out of Devin Bush. And if you look at his pro football focus grade and you watch the games with your eyes, I think it's clear that Devin Bush was better this year than he was last year. But guess what? That doesn't make him good. That just means he was better than bad. He's never playing again for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Brian Flores, unfortunately, wasn't able to get the most out of Devin Bush. Or maybe he was. Maybe Devin Bush is just tapped out. Maybe this is all he has to offer, but the hope was that Brian Flores, being the Steelers' linebackers coach, would be able to get Devin Bush looking more like rookie year Devin Bush, and that didn't happen. Where's Brian Flores go from here? Brian's contributions, man, it was significant throughout Um, But we get significant contributions from a lot of assistants. Pat Myers' contributions were significant throughout in terms of offensive game planning. So, the one guy that should feel really good coming out of Mike Tomlin's press conference is Pat Meyer because he was not asked about Pat Meyer there, and he brought him up unsolicited. That's always something you should pay attention to. If you're watching a press conference, Mike Tomlin or otherwise, a guy who isn't brought up, if the coach or the player or whomever brings that guy up, that generally means good things for that guy. And I think Pat Meyer did do a good job this year. Game planning, Mike Tomlin said he had a big hand in that. Well, the running game got better as the year went on. The offensive line started to get a legitimate push against even good teams like the Baltimore Ravens on the ground. So Pat Meyer, good. As for Brian Flores, the Cleveland Browns have come a-knocking. They fired their defensive coordinator yesterday. They requested permission for Brian Flores to be interviewed. The Pittsburgh Steelers have granted that permission, so he may well be the next defensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns. I think he deserves, at the bare minimum, a defensive coordinator job in the NFL next year. He is overqualified for the position that he holds. No doubt about that. But are the Steelers going to really miss Brian Flores? I don't know. But my answer is, well, I guess I said I don't know. But I think probably not. Awful show today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.